Here's your host, Alexander Garrett. The Yankees owned October. Whitey was the chairman of the board. Then the boss came into bat with Reggie and the cat. Indeed, the boss did come into bat in 1973. And the way I'm going to start my decade in review, some of the best interviews I thought were worth highlighting to end the decade, starts off with 2010. So I had a very strong friendship with George M. Steinbrenner, the Yankees owner. And I was only eight, and I, I knew him up until age 18 or so. So losing him to start the decade was like losing one of the most influential people in my life. And not too long after, Ray Negron wrote a book called Yankee Miracles. And it's this book I want to highlight to start off, and my conversation with Ray, to start off. Uh, because Ray's been there from the beginning of uh, the friendship with George Steinbrenner and myself. And he's been there from really the beginning of the Yankees run. And he knew best and knows best and shows you he knows the best with Bat Boy the Musical, which now will hit Fort Hamilton on uh, January 10th. But this interview is back in 2013, just a couple years after the passing of Mr. Steinbrenner. Here's what Ray had to say. And this kicks off my decade in review. The reason I did the book is because it was the only way to truly honor a man that both you and I really, really cared about and who, someone that we knew totally, totally different than anybody else in the world except for his family. So, you know, it's that, you know, I'm just very proud of this book and what it has and and the fact that uh, it's going to make a difference in a lot of lives. Now, of course, you were, you caught Mr. Simon's eye because you were actually writing graffiti on Yankee Stadium's wall, but he didn't really punish you. He just got you a dream job, and he, he had you as a bat boy, and I'm sure that was a thrill uh, back in the 70s. Well, when you read the book, you'll find out that there were a lot of punishments <laughs> along the way, but you know what? They were, I, I listen, I earned the punishment that I received from him, uh, you know, it wasn't all, you know, a bed of roses because we had we had our wars, but you know what? He he did it like a you know, he did it like a father. He did it, you know, from the standpoint of punishment and everything else and uh it, it was well earned. Now, now I wanna ask you, uh now you you were you were the one who was caught who was caught uh tagging um Tagging uh, Yankee Stadium, and then he was the, he was the one who kind of said, "Look, you're going you're going down the wrong road. You're gonna get yourself into trouble. Let me let me you know kind of take you under my wing, and let me uh, take you under my wing and show you like a different a different path in life. I guess is what he mm-hmm. was trying to do. So w- would you say in that aspect that he kind of became kind of like a second father to you or more or or a mentor or that uncle that you never had he he was uh you know what he was all of the above okay he was uh as alex knows he was truly a mentor to us to people like us and people who in essence all they needed was a helping hand and he was, oh, you know, I mean, Alex will tell you he was there when you least expected him to be there. Am I right, Alex? You're right. And, of course, I'm in my side of Yankee Stadium waiting for a Phil Rizzuto autograph. And, actually, you will find that also in the book 
which is on bookshelves, I guess, now, so you can go out and buy a copy at many of the major bookstores in the city. Uh, Ray, of course, he's, this isn't his only book, though. He's written two other books, The Boy of Steel, which was a big hit. Uh, it actually ended up in a, in a show at the Utopia Paradise Theater, which I was proud to be a part of. And then also he, was, he wrote uh, The Greatest Story Never Told, and, of course, One Last Time, Goodbye to Yankee Stadium, and that has actually ended up in a movie called Henry and Me. So what got you into writing, and, and yeah, what inspired you to write these different books? Uh, he always inspired me because he always knew that I liked uh, to be creative. Uh, he, he knew I loved the movies, etc., and uh, he had told me to use your time constructively and and put it where you need to put it. And so when I started writing these books, he just urged me to keep going. Usually in, in sports, they urge you not to do that, but you know what? He urged me to do it. Uh, to be creative and to share it with the youth of this country. And when it when it was time to do uh, Yankee Miracles, you know, I started Yankee Miracles before he had died, and uh, it was something that he was looking forward to. And unfortunately, you know, he you know he didn't get to see the the finished product. You know, it's interesting. A lot of stories came out after his passing on July thirteenth, twenty ten about how good he was, and even in the Tampa area. He was very involved in the Tampa area and just uh, a very good man. And it's good that they finally got to see the side of it, but he never really wanted that side to be seen when he was, you know, going strong. He just wanted to be, you know what, he just wanted in essence just live his life and do what he did. And you know what, if people found out how he was, they found out how he was. But, you know, it wasn't like he was out there looking for credit or to show people that, hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, because he didn't want people, you know, hey, he wasn't doing it for that reason. He was just being a good person, period. Now, has the family uh, read the book? Has the family read the book or have they heard about the book? And if so, what has their reaction been? Well, I, you know what, Hank, the oldest son, uh, read the book. Uh, I actually kept him abreast of what was happening with it, and he did the forward. And he did a hell of a job in the forward. I really love what he wrote. And, uh, you know, he was, you know what, he's a very good writer in his own right, and he, and he was sensational in, in the forward in this book. And, of course, that Hank Steinbrenner was one of, four children that Mr. Steinbrenner had, Hank and the two daughters, Jesse and Jesse and uh, Jenny. So right. the family really carrying on the Yankee tradition uh, even after their father's passing, which which is great to see. So it's been good. Now, you know, Ray, I, I looked up. You actually uh, were drafted in 1975 by the Pirates. Uh, well, you were shortstop, and you were actually really good in Springfield High School, but I guess uh, playing wasn't really – you weren't really out there to play, or, um, or what made you stop, I guess, my question, and enter on the business side? When I, when, when, after I signed my contract uh, to go play with the Pirates, when I proved when I proved that I couldn't hit, I, I came back to the Yankees. The boss brought, actually brought me back to the Yankees, and he created – positions for me throughout the years that he felt 
I would be able to help him and the organization, uh, many of which dealt with dealing with Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson and Thurman Munson. And, you know, I, I just acted as a little brother to them and, uh, and helped them in every way that I could. And in turn, it helped situations around the clubhouse. And how was it meeting all these players? I mean, you were still pretty young then. What was it like for you just to be around all these these superstar athletes on the Yankees and on the different teams? Because you actually met a bunch of guys in the league uh, who played that time and then after. Well, you know what? They were my heroes coming in, so it was a lot of fun for me. I was having the time of my life. And baseball, it was different then than it is now. I got, I got to call someone where that's quiet. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so what were you saying? They were your heroes and everything? Well, baseball it was different then than it is now because now with the all the extra added security and everything else, you know, you you know, you can't have that type of relationship anymore with the players per se. It's a lot, it's a lot more difficult. And everybody, every player now, because of the money, they have their own entourages and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it, you know, it would have been very difficult to, in essence, help uh, now, help now the way I was able to help then. Now, speaking of the business side of baseball, how have you seen the game change? over the 30 years. I mean, I still feel like it's a game, but also it is starting to become a bit of a business now, um, which is that's where the game has become. Well, it, it's a big-time business now. As you see, you, you see what goes on there, and you've seen changes from 2000 up to now. You've seen the mm-hmm. changes. You've seen yeah. the changes at the ballpark. You see the changes uh, just in uh, dealing with, just in walking into the park. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's it's then it, you know it was more it was just much more fan friendly and at that time and it was just a lot more fun for the average family. Hey, baseball is, good, is great today, but I did have a great time in the seventies. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. Now, did you go? You went on the team. You went on the road with the teams, or. Like in those days, I traveled a lot with the team, but I don't, you know, I don't do that anymore. You know, I've gotten a lot older, so you know, I'm, you know, it's tiring. But in those days, I, 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 every chance I got to be on the road with the Yankees, I took it, and, and it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Exactly. Now, you know, your your previous book, uh, one last time, a goodbye to Yankee Stadium. I mean, that was a great book, and obviously, I still miss the stadium. I'm sorry you miss it. As well, because it had a lot of memories there. And this new stadium, while it is beautiful and everything, it's it's big and it's not as, you know, everybody was sort of together. Now everybody's sort of separating the new stadium. And I mean, it's beautiful, but I I do miss the old stadium a lot. Well, you know, listen, uh, it, it was a great park to be in. There were a lot of spirits there. For me, I felt the spirits of Ruth and Garrick and DiMaggio and Mantle. Every day that I walked into that place, and uh, well, you know, whether it was real or not, spiritual or not, you know, for me it was. And and in essence, it was easy to write uh, my, uh, my last book, uh, Goodbye to Yankee Stadium. And you know what? In turn, it's turned into an animation that comes out this 
December, starring Richard Gere, Chaz Terry, and Danny Aiello, and uh, as the voices of different Yankee players in history. And um, so, I mean, something has helped me to be able to be this creative person, a wit in essence I was not trained to be. I just lived a life that's gotten me to this point. And, you know, Ray was actually inducted into the Ted Williams Hall of Fame Museum and the International Latino Sports Hall of Fame for really all his, his education in the community. You are community-based, and uh, how is that going as well? How has the outreach for the community been? How you take Yankees around and see people and children in hospitals and stuff like that, right? Well, you know, it's it's my number one priority, and I love taking the the, the players over to uh, the, the schools and hospitals, et cetera. Uh, you know, we have a, a new player on the team this year by the name of Raul Ibanez, and mm-hmm. he's been spectacular in how he deals with the kids in the Bronx, et cetera. And then we have another player on the team by the name of uh, Rafael Soriano, who's taken over for Mariano Rivera this year, but more importantly... He's fantastic. People don't realize how great he is with the children all over the place. He's just incredible that way. He loves giving back. He loves giving back to the kids and uh, just a very, very special person that people just don't know about. I mean, these guys, they're great players, but to see them uh, give back is also pretty cool. Of course, here at Queens College, we also have community service where the teams go out and do different things, and it's a great thing because you're just giving back, which which is all about, is what it's all about. And you were also given an award by the Department of Homeland Security. So you've been, you may name for yourself, but you're not stopping there. It sounds like you want to keep on going and everything. And I still see you at the stadium uh, whenever I'm there, which is great. So, Well, well I don't get to see you. I don't get to see you enough. And I hope that between now and the time that we win the World Series, I will get to see you more. You definitely will. We will definitely be in touch. But uh, what if people want to get the book? Where can they buy it? What? Where is it in New York? Well, the book. Yeah, any Barnes and Noble, most bookstores, and uh, also you can go into the internet and and go into BarnesandNoble dot com or uh, Amazon dot dot com. And uh, everybody needs to get this book because it's the most important Yankee book ever written as far as I'm concerned and as far as many people who have read it. So, I mean, this is something that you guys need to get. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, definitely a worth, worth reading, and I'm sure a lot of people picked up the copy today in the Daily News. Uh, it was a beautiful piece. A few pages of the book were uh, printed, so just to give you an excerpt. Uh, are they going to do a series of it, or was that one-time thing? Uh, it was uh, running today, but there'll be uh, different stories are going to be coming out all throughout the next uh, few weeks. And of course, you know you, I, you also made, you made the newsday paper as well as an I, and also Bill the Baker. I'm sure the story about Bill the Baker's in there because he's been a staple at Yankee Stadium as well. Uh, one of the other people Mitch Steinbrenner really took care of while he knew him. Well, he sure did. I mean, uh, they call him Bill the Baker, but I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have him bake any bread for me. Mm-hmm. All right, Ray. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about the book and talking about your 
You finished with Mr. Steinberg. It was uh, great talking with you. Hey, it was good to be on your show. I'm proud to be on your show, and I'm proud to see what you, you're, you're making of your life. I know the boss would definitely. He's smiling right now looking at you. You understand me? Well, Ray, I truly do each and every day more and more as I do get a bit older and a bit more wiser. So thank you for always joining this podcast, Ray, and we love you. And thank you for listening to this day one in the Decade in Review. I'm not sure where these interviews are going to go next. You'll have to find out. But alex.garrett21, alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com is my email. And while we are setting our eyes on the end of the decade into the new one, uh, please have a safe Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We will talk to you soon.